Welcome to Diamond Niners Weekly. This is your weekly dose of coronavirus defiance. The virus can take our season, but it cannot take our determination to talk 49ers baseball. This is Nick. We're here with Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Coach Woody. Hey, everyone. And producer Brad. Hey, hey. All right, everybody. We're back in here. We're back for another week. We got... A great show lined up for you. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk some big news with um, and, and some current developments with Coach Woody, and then later on we're gonna we're this is this is what we're we're trying for. We're gonna bring on Todd Elwood and, and Kobe Bruce, and then Kobe Bruce may just stay and and host the show from now on. He's been uh-huh. trying to do it for several seasons, right, Kevin? That's right. I think uh, this might be my last show. Well, I, I figured he would have my chair, and then Chase Gooding would come and take yours later. So, okay. um, that's that's the show we got lined up for you. Um, we've actually got a couple of more shows scheduled already out. Our our goal with you guys is to get to what would be have been the end of our regular season in May. So we're going to stay right here with you through April and, and on into the first couple weeks of uh, of May. Uh, next week we got a really cool show for you. Um, we're bringing in the the uh, it's going to be a Pro Niner show. We're bringing in the Charlotte O's. So we're going to have uh, all three Orioles prospects. We got TJ and we got Zach and we got Harris lined up for you to come in. And uh, Bo Rob's going to join us and and be in here. And uh, we're just going to talk to those guys and let them tell stories. And and producer Brad will just edit it all out later. So that's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So if you want to get the best version, probably you want to get get in here and get on Facebook Live. Uh, we are hopefully on Facebook Live. Um, so hopefully that's going. And if you're you're listening to us out there in uh, in Facebook Live land, uh, jump in the comments section and, and say hello. And uh, producer Brad will will uh, will key us in that you're listening. So let us let us know you're out there, folks. So, all right. So here we are. We're we're another week in the books. Another week of of everybody sheltering in place. Kevin, how you holding up? I'm uh, doing all right. Um, feels like ground all day a little bit, but uh, <laughs> making making the most of it. Uh, doing a little backyard baseball and uh, getting our baseball fixed that way. And 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 talking to you guys weekly is is helping a lot. So uh, doing pretty good. You're looking a little different. Yeah, uh, yeah. What I guess, happened? I guess I had the. Uh, I just scooped inside, and I just went crazy and shaved my beard off. So, uh, <laughs> who would have guessed and, when this season? Who would have guessed when this season started? This season of shows that Coach Woody would end up having more facial hair than Kevin. <laughs> Not me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. It's true. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well. Figured I have a lot of time to grow up back before I have to go out in public, so it'll be back before before you know it. <laughs> yeah, you know it's every once in a while you just kind of have to start over, right? That's right, fresh start. All right, cool, Coach. Uh, you uh, you guys, you were telling us a little bit. Uh, sounds like you've been staying busy. Yeah, just trying to make the most of each day. I mean, that's that's all our coaching staff really knows how to do in this phase is try to make the most of each day, whether that's just. Um, getting on the horn with our players, keeping them informed, helping them, you know, with anything that they need to be aware of or stay, you know, stay aware of, um, you know, we're in touch with our recruits. We're in touch with our administration, um, you know, trying to stay in touch with, um, you know, members of the fan base and supporters of the program and, 
yeah, just trying, just, just trying to make the most of each and every day and continue to push forward because we all, we all know that we're going to get, we're all going to come out on the other side and, you know, get back to normal. So just trying to be as prepared for, for that as we possibly can when we get there. For those of you that missed it um, online uh, on social media, the athletic department, um, I know it was on Twitter. I'm not sure it was on Facebook or not. Maybe probably so, but uh, definitely on Twitter where I saw it, the the athletic department tweeted out uh, a message from you. Uh, looked like you were um, coming coming in live from uh, from Freedom Park. Yeah, that's um, that's been kind of my spot, I guess. Coach Bignall and I spot um, outside of I think weekends it gets a little crowded, so we try to kind of avoid it just for because we want to continue to be, you know, respectful of social distancing and everything there. But um, Monday through Friday, it, it's really nice there. So um, Coach Bicknell and I, we both, we bought, we bought bikes. And I think I probably live about five or six miles. We both live about five or six miles from Freedom Park. So we'll ride our bikes to the park. We'll get a workout in and um, just kind of enjoy the fresh air and being outside. And, um, you know, with the technology I have with AirPods, I can put my AirPods in and I can – you know, I'm talking to our players, I'm talking to recruits, I'm talking to administration while, while I'm riding the bike or even while I'm working out and, um, just kind of part of it. So, um, just, yeah. So trying to go over there a good bit and get, get, get some fresh air. And I think right now we're getting between anywhere from like, you know, 12 to 15, 20 miles a day on the bike right now, just trying to stay active. Yeah. I think that's, that's what we're all trying to do. Just trying to trying to keep moving forward and stay, um, stay engaged, you know, and stay in, staying in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. so let's, let's jump in here. Um, as we left things last week, we were, uh, we were aware of a pending, uh, discussion and vote, um, at the NCAA level, um, involving, um, some type of of relief uh, as far as eligibility goes for spring sports, um, potentially seniors, maybe more. Um, and that that vote did happen. I guess it happened on Monday. Um, Coach, why don't you um, why don't you just kind of walk us through what what happened? Yeah. So, I mean, uncharted territory is really unprecedented scenario where the NCAA on Monday, um, the council came in and they voted on awarding all spring uh, division one athletes an extra year of eligibility. Um, something that again, had never been done before. There's a lot of moving pieces uh, just in terms of, I mean, right. Like these, these seniors, a lot of them have grad programs or professional baseball or jobs all lined up, you know, and so they've got to completely, you know, alter the things that they're doing. Um, you know, and then you've got a whole wave of new players coming into Division One baseball, and you've got players returning for, you know, their second or their third or their fourth year of Division One baseball. So there's just a lot of really uh, moving parts, and um, the committee was going to was going to vote voted on Monday for um, how they were going to um, address that. And so we've just, you know, and, and kind of the weeks leading up from. Um, the team meeting that we spoke about at home plate a few weeks ago, um, all the way up until the meeting on Monday, we really just tried to keep our seniors, our team, but really our seniors in the loop with what was happening. Um, tried to keep them informed of the really the worst case scenario, the middle case scenario and the best case scenario. 
um, just try to keep everyone, including ourselves, our coaching staff, everybody's feet on the ground as much as possible. That way that if we describe it to our players, that if, you know, if you got to take a punch of bad news, then you got your feet under you and you can, you can take, take the punch. You know, what we didn't want to happen is for us to leave our feet with, you know, kind of tons of hope and optimism, which, you know, is a good thing um, in most ways, but we didn't want to get to a place where we were so optimistic and we were so hopeful that if the news on Monday wasn't what we wanted, that it was going to be crushing or devastated. So we really just tried to kind of keep our seniors um, in the loop with the information that's, that's coming to us and that's out there. So we had a conference call with them on Sunday afternoon, just to really kind of prepare them. Uh, the vote happened on Monday and um, you know, just in terms of a victory towards the best case scenario for our student athletes and our players and our team, um, they awarded an extra year of eligibility to spring athletes. And so, you know, it, it, I was just so excited. I was so excited for, you know, Todd Elwood and Colby Bruce and Rafi Vasquez and Nick Turnbull and Carson Johnson and Spencer Hart and Patrick Wheeler and, um, you know, Nick Turnbull. I'm, I'm, I think I'm leaving one of them out. Rafi Vasquez, just all these guys. I'm just so, um, Ryan Chanskowski. I'm so, I'm so excited for all of them because they, they, they had the, the, the carpet pulled out from under them. Um, you know, pretty harshly. And, you know, we, although that's kind of happened to pretty much everyone in the world right now, you know, it's just, you, you feel for the student athletes because um, they put so much, they pour so much, you know, blood, sweat and tears into, you know, amateur athletics and um, their time is limited. So um, I was very, I was very excited when I saw the news, the news was, I think was supposed to come out a little bit earlier. Um, and I thought it was going to be a little bit more split in terms of the decision. I thought this decision was going to be more 50, 50 and kind of like the, the third assistant vote that happened in the fall. I thought it was, it could go one way or the other based on just the people that I had spoken with, but it turned out to be pretty close to unanimous that the committee felt that the, the players deserved another year of eligibility. So and I think a lot of the know, whispers coach were going into that, were that some of the power five leagues were leaning against not, not wanting to do maybe anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, look, there's a lot, there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of speculation and that's something else that we really talk to our seniors about and our players about that be very cautious about reading too much and, you know, talking too much and listening too much to, you know, a lot of the noise out there because, you know, let's, let's just try to stay locked in on, you know, the truths and the facts and the probables and, um, you know, so fortunately the, you know, the, the good prevailed. And, um, I think, I think we got to the best case scenario for our players and for college baseball. Um, certainly that's gonna, that's gonna come with, you know, tons of, tons of things that none of us have ever dealt with before. But, you know, I think Dan McDonald, head coach of the university of Louisville, longtime head coach, very, you know, um, very, very respected in our industry. He said that if there's any, if there's any college sport that is prepared to juggle or manage or balance, you know, this, this situation is college baseball coaches, because, you know, most sports out there, they're, they operate in 
full scholarships and it's either full scholarship or it's no scholarship. And it's kind of one or the other, you know, for us, we're, we're constantly, you know, managing tons of dynamics um, just in terms of our players and their families and our teams and our programs and kind of trying to bet, you know, you try to find that sweet spot balance where everybody gets taken care of. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's what we're used to doing. Um, so we're just going to have to do it at a, at another level, um, you know, and, and with, a, with, you know, some new cards in play that weren't in play before, but, you know, thankfully we're going to get some, some roster relief in terms of the 2021 season. We're not going to have to be at 35 players. We're going to be able to be over that. So it's not, you know, it's not like our senior, our seniors that, you know, deserve the ability to come back and play for us. They're, they're not, they're not going to necessarily prevent another player from being on the roster. Um, you know, now there are, there are certainly dollars involved. And as everybody, I think listening to this or, you know, we'll, we'll listen to this later. We'll understand that, you know, the economy is, it's a whole new ball game right now. So, um, you know, but we all, you know, everybody needs to know is that, our administration, our, our coaching staff, our support staff, you know, we're all, we're all in this for the players and, you know, whatever I've said this from, you know, week one, when our season was cut short to now, like whatever the best, the best case scenario is for Charlotte baseball, we're committed to getting there. And that's from the top down with Mike Hill and Darren Spees and Chris Fuller and Reagan Hill and Chris Thomason. And, um, all the way through to our coaching staff and our support staff. So, um, and I, and I, and I mean that I wish, I wish our, I wish our fan base could, could see the leadership that's on display each and every day from our administration. It's, it's as impressive as anything I've seen in athletics. It really is. So, um, but getting back to the decision on Monday, you know, from there now, it just, it's, it's our coaching staff trying to work with administration and what we're capable of doing in terms of taking care of our seniors who, who have the option now to come back for next year and, you know, trying to do, do the most that we can for them. Um, that's still a work in progress. Um, but whatever, whatever the best is, we're going to do it. And, you know, and then from there, once we kind of establish um, just both, you know, just the, the logistics of, of it for our relief seniors to, the academic piece, right? Cause these guys all, you know, a few of them were graduating in May and, you know, now they're going to have to either graduate and reapply and pick up a second degree or some of these guys were going to graduate in the, in the summer or next fall. We might have to prolong that out into, you know, May of 2021 now. So we've got all those some things on the academic side, but we, again, we are the, the, the academic support that we have with, with Caroline Higgins and Mark Verberg um, behind the scenes for us. Uh, I mean, our guys are, are well taken care of and, and there's a there's a, there's already a plan in place for the senior reliefs. We want to come back and, you know, adjust their, their graduation timeline. And then we've got guys that are, you know, that might want to, that are going to begin a master's program too, that they're going to have options on that end as well. So a lot of moving pieces. We're just really, I'd say the next two weeks, really trying to focus on our senior relief guys. So let me just <clears throat> recap here. Make, let me make sure I have this right. So what they did is they they granted, um, yes, the seniors their their senior year back, but everyone got a year back. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So everybody's, everybody's got a year. Um, you know, again, that's going to be, it's going to be up to the school in terms of they kind of have how they handle that. But, um, but yeah, everybody's got a, everybody's got a year back and, um, you know, the, the, so it's, and those seniors do not count towards your 35 on the roster. The re- correct. The relief seniors do not. Yeah. Um, the guys who were the guys, all player, the, any player that were going to exhaust their eligibility this past spring, they do not count towards our 30, our 35 man roster. Now in 2022, we're going to, we will have to be back to the 35 man roster. So, you know, that's going to affect our 2021 recruiting class, um, which is fine. It's still, that's, it's still a smaller class already. Um, you know, so it's, um, you know, we're, we're in good shape there. It just, um, yeah, there's, there, there, there are a lot of ripple effects to, to this decision, but I think the NCAA got it right. Um, I've heard some people say that the NCAA, you know, they, they took this problem, you know, off of their plate and they put it onto the coach's plate. That's fine. If you like, I would much rather, I would much rather have this quote unquote problem of, you know, these guys that we all care about, um, that had the the rug pulled out from underneath them March 12th. I would much, I would much rather have the problem of figuring out how to help those guys, you know, get another, get another opportunity if they can and they want it, then, you know, then the alternative of not having this quote unquote problem. So I'm thankful for the NCAA for their decision. And I'm thankful for, the support that our administration is showing for our student athletes. You know, Kevin, I feel a lot better with this in coaches' hands than the NCAA's as well, don't you? Yes, anything out of their hands is better. <laughs> well, well I, that's, I, that's me talking, not coach. That's me talking, not coach. Oh yeah, yeah, we we we're we're, we're unofficial, so we're, we're yeah. You can't find us or anything like that. Um, so I think it's safe to say that there's still a lot to be worked out on this and that we're going to be – these things, the fallout from this is going to continue to kind of um, evolve as as we go forward and, and really probably honestly for, for a couple of seasons. Is that is that fair to say, Coach? Yeah, the landscape of college baseball has completely been shifted. Um, and I think for the better um, – it just, I, I think, you know, major league baseball cutting down to the, to right now it's five rounds. It could go up to 10. Talking about uh, the draft right now, the major league, the major league draft going to five rounds and then free agents who don't, who go undrafted, they can only sign for a maximum of $20,000. Um, I mean, right now for two years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and again, it's like, I think right now the draft's got to happen no later than July 20th. And then they have to, players have to sign. If they're drafted, they have to sign by August 1st. So, you know, I think the influx of talent that fan bases across the country are getting ready to see is pretty significant. And the competition, you know, the competition on rosters across the country is going to be at an all time high. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that it's, it's good from the standpoint that now, I mean, for 
as long as I've been coaching and long before I was coaching and I was a player, I mean, there's 40 rounds of a major league baseball draft. I mean, you're, you, you know, you're commit. If you commit 15 players, you're, you're banking on five or six of those guys being in a whole separate category that you might not ever get to coach But now they're being five rounds, maybe maximum 10 and the free agent bonuses being 20,000. You know, you can, you can sign, you can have a little bit, you have a much clearer picture of when you have a recruiting class of who's, who, who really is and who it probably isn't coming to campus because that's, you know, I mean, it's one of the things that I think that we get knocked for a lot as, as, college coaches is, you know, especially at the high levels that are playing in the NCAA tournament and making runs in the college world series is, you know, these large size recruiting classes that have players, but I mean, let's just, let's just call it like it is. We know we, I mean, there's, there's, there's amateur players at the junior college and high school levels that their number one goal is to play major league baseball. And so but they're very talented and they're great kids and they're great students. And, you know, for us to be the program that we want to be at Charlotte or anywhere that I coach, you know, for us to be where we want to be, I mean, you've got to go get those guys. So now you have a better sense as a coach when you go get that type of player of, okay, he's going to go in the top five rounds or he's not likely not. It's, it's a little bit, it's a clearer picture than if a kid's going to go in the 15th round and he's still going to get, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Um, you know that's option. That option's not even not available anymore. So, um, I think that's going to change recruiting from that standpoint. I mean, the big thing too that's going to impact is, I mean, con- teams around the country they have junior college players that are they all coming in that are all getting another year of eligibility. So you're going to see. I think I think we lost coaches' audio. A lot of them will be 21, so they'll be draft eligible. But now if they don't go in the, the top five or, the, you know, next year it goes to 10 rounds, they're going to have two years at these Division One programs like for us with our junior college players coming in. And, you know, they're going to have two leverage years because they'll, have, they'll be 21 after this year. Don't go in the top five rounds. No big deal. Come back 2022. And then maybe the draft is expanded to 10 or 20 rounds by then. You know, and if they don't go in those rounds and they come back and they get to play, you know, baseball for us at Charlotte for three years and get a degree from us. So, I mean, that's, I think that once we get through this storm, I think that there are a lot of positives for college baseball and for our program in general. Um, But we just have to continue to push to, you know, to try to, you know, do the best we can for, for taking care of the student athletes affiliated with our program right now. Well, I think it's, uh, I think it's safe to say we're going to be talking about this for a while and we could easily uh, go through scenarios on, on this back and forth for, for a while. But Kevin, I think we got, um, I think we got a couple of folks that have joined us here. Could, 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 you, won't you, uh, won't you, won't you check, why don't you check in on our, our guests and see if, uh, see if they can hear us. Todd, Colby, can you hear me? Yep. How's it going? Hey, how are you doing? How's it going? Going good. What's up, guys? What's up, Coach? I heard some, doing foreigner, heard some foreigner in the background. I thought Colby might have jumped on. <laughs> yeah, we got, a little, we got a little jukebox hero. I, I heard it too, Kevin. I heard it. <laughs> can you all hear me? 
Okay. Yeah, we're getting we're getting you loud and clear. Well, first of all, guys, thanks for thanks for joining us. We appreciate this. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, I thought we would we're we're just gonna we just want to check in with you guys and and let everybody hear uh, hear how it's going for you. So, um, I guess first and foremost, I, I know you guys all the the uh, the education component uh, of the universities uh, switched to online. Uh, so I know you guys are are dealing with that. Um, but but what else? What what are you guys what are you guys doing with uh, what are you guys doing with yourselves these days? Um, basically. Well, I mean, you know, you said that classes have moved to all online. So, I mean, I was a senior already, so most of my classes were already online to begin with. But um, the two in classes that I had, they moved online. So, just getting all my classwork knocked out. Then I uh, throw as much as possible. I threw a bullpen on Monday, so I just kind of try and keep up with, like, my daily schedule as much as possible. Who are you throwing with? My buddy from high school, actually. That's cool. Now, Todd, I, I know you've been spending some time in the cage because because we saw pictures. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad's actually down there right now. He's uh, he's giving a lesson tonight, so uh, I can see him down there doing that. I've been in there some with him and uh, even my dad. But besides that, I actually picked up a job uh, on a farm. So I've been working on a farm for the last two weeks as well. What what kind? Of, so what are you doing on a farm? Uh, mostly, I, I'm interested in this now. Well, what what, what kind of stuff are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they they have a bunch of weeds there. So I've been I've been pulling weeds, um, trimming bushes, digging up bushes, planting all kinds of plants, even some trees, and then uh, I got some mulch I got to put out as well. So staying busy. That's that's hardcore, man. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> go go ahead, Kevin. I I know you're I know you're dying to. You've got something you're dying to ask. I can see the look on your face. Uh, well, I'm just curious how what what they're what their daily routine is like and uh, they kind of um, switching to all classes and I guess you're talking to coaches uh, daily or um, a couple times a week on what you're doing um, with all the social distancing and stuff. How's how's your workouts going uh, and staying in shape and baseball shape, especially. It's pretty, it's pretty tough. I'd say, I mean, we can't, we definitely can't do the same stuff we've been doing for such a long time. So it's like, I mean, it's something that we've never done before, so it's, I mean, it's tough. Yeah, kind of to piggyback off him, um, I would just say it's it's tougher for some of us to adjust just because, like, I know most of us don't have, like, weight racks and stuff like that, so um, mainly just trying to stay in shape with body weight workouts and stuff like that. It's just different. And Colby, I've I've seen you guys um, working out uh, in the indoor practice practice facility with the different. The, you guys have got a unique set of of tools, and and Todd, I'm sure you guys do too. I just I'm thinking of a, a time I saw Colby. You would, you were coming off an outing, and you were you were using the weighted balls, and you were doing you know certain things. So I mean that that's you're you're disconnected from that now. I would would take it. Well, actually, that's the that's the one thing I can do is uh, mm. it's like we do our activation and recovery stuff. And uh, before all this kind of happened, and my last week at school, I texted Coach Woodard and asked if I could uh, snag some of the stuff from the indoor facility and take it home with me. So I took a like a body blade, a trampoline, some of the weighted balls, some of the weighted like baseballs, and uh, me and my buddy, we go to like a local park and we just throw them off a brick wall and just do as much as we can really. So, I mean, it's not a bad setup. Okay. 
Cool. Well, I'm gonna we, we're gonna get to the, the the front of the line here. Producer Brad has has been well, Todd. This producer Brad has a question for you, and and he's been wanting to ask this like since the season started. Like this has been this has been the talk in, in the stands. So I'm just gonna let producer Brad go ahead and get his get his question in here. I mean, I don't know if it's so much of a question as I've just become a fan of you know doing doing uh not doing the most but doing a lot you know and just uh want to know what's behind the uh the walk-up music which one are you talking from this year are you talking yeah this uh, year he's talking about i don't do the most but i do a lot (laughs) (laughs) how how did you come by that one um i've been a big lecrae fan uh honestly brad kind of got me on it Actually, when he was at Charlotte, um, he listened to a lot of their music, and I came across that song. I just really liked it, so I used that one. And in the years past, I don't know, something about Desperado with uh, Rihanna. I've always really enjoyed that song, so it just kind of clicked with me. Yeah, that that was a good one, too. It took us a while. When, when you guys change your music, it takes us a while to to uh to make the adjustment on that but but colby you've been pretty consistent with jukebox hero have you had it your entire time no just my junior year in this past year okay it seems like you had it longer than that. what did you have before that i had my freshman year i can't even remember what it was my freshman year my name my sophomore year i had like a little uzi song but i just rap wasn't my uh wasn't my wavelength for baseball so i just i wasn't liking it very much so how how did you get on the jukebox hero? Is that that that's something you've liked for a long time? Or well, how, it's, it's honestly yeah, it's been something I've been planning for a long time. When I was in high school, and I'd be going to travel baseball tournaments with my dad, I would take like the ox in the car, and I would just be playing different songs over and over again, and then just being like, "Is it, could this song like stick? Like, would it be cool?" And I remember I'd play that song all the time. And I'd be like, "It would be such a cool song to use." And then finally last year, I was like, "No, well, let's just do it." I, I like I like that selection, Kevin. I do too. I, I, I think Todd's Todd's uh, walk up because is kind of the, the leader in the clubhouse for this season, and Colby's like the classic. It's been going on for a couple of years, so we we, we both we like both of them. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, the, the players the players don't know, but I actually write out the lineup card and make pitching changes based off of who's got the best walkout songs. <laughs> oh, oh, so. Oh man! So you've got until next season to figure out, like, what, one, you need to figure out what coach likes, and then two, you need to make that your, I mean, that your walkout music. Yeah, if we're on the fence, if we're going to make like a pitching change, and it's like one walkout sounds good and one's not, we're going to go with the good one. All right, well, you're in good shape, Colby. Then I think. <laughs> sounds like it. That's why we keep giving Colby the ball. I'm That's a right. big. Uh, who is it? Is it Foreigner? Foreigner, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Big four. Coaching, especially Coach Bick. Coach Bick's a big foreigner fan. So, so this whole time, I, all this talk about analytics and this and that and digging into the numbers and everything, yeah. and what it boils down to is we get to a certain point in the game and Bick looks at you, Coach, and says, I'm ready to yeah. hear Jukebox Hero, and then you bring in Colby. Yeah, that or, you know, like like Jackson <laughs> Boss. I think, Coach, I think Coach Stott is a big Katy Perry fan, so – uh, nice. That's why that's why we go to Jackson Boss so much because Coach Stott's a big Katy Perry fan. Man. He's leading. He's like tied for the lead in in the nation in appearances, and it's it's all got to do with Stott liking Katy Perry. Nice. Yep, that's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm glad we got on. that out in the open. 
Yeah, go good. <laughs> yep. Gonna, I, uh, I'm going to come clean on that one. Yep. <laughs> well, I want to uh, take it back with you guys. Um, you guys both are, are local products. Uh, Colby, you, you live in Charlotte, and uh, you're from Charlotte, and uh, Todd, uh, Piedmont High School. I want to take you back to the recruiting process. Can you uh, – Talk with us a little bit about the recruit process and why you chose uh, to come to Charlotte in, uh, I guess, four years ago. Uh, well, with me, I know mine's a little different than Todd. Is I was originally committed to uh, Liberty University out of high school, and then my senior year, going into my freshman year of college, they uh, wiped like cleared out their whole coaching staff and uh, brought in a new coaching staff. And I just didn't want to be like I don't I didn't at that time I didn't want to be a part of that. And uh, I reached out. I played travel ball for Coach Bo when I was in high school. And I knew I had a really good relationship with him, played for his uh, organization. And I reached out to him over the summer going into my freshman year and was like, is there a spot for me? Like, I'd love to come play for you guys. And uh, that's just kind of how that worked out for me. I'd say it worked out for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and kind of for me, um, kind of the same way. I, we play on the same travel ball team actually on deck. Mm-hmm. So, uh, being around Bo Rob um, before he left to go to Charlotte, I obviously played for him. And it was around my sophomore – it was actually after my sophomore year of high school that summer. That's when I started talking to Charlotte. And then I uh, came on a visit, and I really liked it here. That's when uh, Brad was still here. So I had kind of been around, uh, seeing the campus and everything. So once they, uh, once they offered me, it was kind of a no-brainer. So in in that uh, Todd with with your brother being here um, was that like was that like a, a a drawing factor or did that not really factor into it you you know either way or how how were you looking at that at the time um, I would say it kind of drew me in even more I mean I got to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff so Brad kind of told me about like practices and stuff like that and how everything works so um, I think it kind of played. Uh, kind of a factor for me. So it was all good though. That's awesome. Um, what about from each of you? What, like, what's, what's a, what's a favorite memory of yours from, from being, from being a 49er? I mean, you've got, you've got the last four years under your belt. So what, what do you think back on as far as, as when you, when you walk down memory lane, where, where do you go? I'd say for me would be my, I'll I'll say my favorite win so far has been my sophomore year or our sophomore year when we played Arkansas at, uh, at our place and uh, we won and they were the number four team in the nation at the time. So I thought that was like one of the coolest wins we've ever had. Yeah. For, uh, for me, um, memory lane takes me to two places, takes me back to our sophomore year at rice, uh, the big comeback win there. And then, um, two years ago as well at the conference tournament when we walked it off against Southern Miss. Those are the mm-hmm. two places. Oh yeah, when 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 Tommy Barrels <laughs> left left walked the yard, it off. walked it off. Um, yeah, it's it's I, I every time that Rice game comes up, Todd, I, I start laughing because um, when when that game when that comeback happened, I was was watching online and. Kevin, did you take in – y'all had been to Carowinds? Yeah, yeah, we were at yep. Carowinds. Kevin was in the Carowinds parking lot, and I was texting him what was happening, like pitch by pitch. 
he thought I was pulling his leg. He's like, no, <laughs> you, you, come on, man. This is not really happening. I'm like, I am serious. This is what's happening. Nah, you're just making all that up. And I mean, yeah. you know, you were there, obviously. I mean, I, it, I was watching it and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, I had to pull just, over. Yeah, it happened so fast. I mean, it was almost surreal, but that was that was definitely one of the coolest moments uh, yeah. I've ever been a part of. Yeah, down your last strike, I mean, two or three times. Uh, that's right. The rally, like, down four runs. Uh, that's And he scored six. So, a lot of yeah, full counts in that, in that uh, inning as well. Yeah, yeah. And then you had to come back and, and shut them down at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. it, and uh, that was for a series win, too. So, that was that – was, that's – it's hard to top that game um, as far as that goes. That was just part of a a larger weird season for Rice baseball, Kevin, because that was the same year that FAU like left in the middle of the game, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, the Sunday uh, travel limit, they they were stalling and then they uh, ended up just, the game was tied, they just walked off the field in like the the seventh inning and uh, took the bus to the airport. Yeah, I don't. But, I don't know uh, if you ever saw, if you ever heard about that one, Coach. But but uh, FAU was was trying to. They were competing for the number one seed. I think Kevin is that is that right? They were. Yeah, they had already won the series, and it was a Sunday game, and so they just they wanted a tie, and they were about to blow it. But they were coming up against. They were like five minutes from their travel ban or from their their travel deadline, and all of a sudden they start changing pitchers and mound visit and and oh this guy's hurt and they're just they're just probably three pitches didn't get thrown inside of ten minutes and then all of a sudden FAU just emerges from their dugout and they're like oh time time's up sorry we got to go. <laughs> well, I know I know another I know another South Florida team that I competed against the last three years when I was in the ACC that uh, would have similar tactics to that. So it's, uh, it's oh, not, I, I it's think, not surprising. It's not surprising to hear. I think it's Rice just, had the winning. Did they have the, they have the winning run at second with maybe one out or something like that, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they just up oh, game's over. Sorry. We got to go. Um, now the other Colby, your, your Arkansas uh, game memory. That was a good one. Coach, when when they came, we were supposed to play that game. Well, there were it was two games. We were going to yep. play the first one uh, downtown, and then they wanted two games from us, so we were going to play them uh, on Wednesday at the Hayes. Well, the, the didn't want to get one, the weather was bad for one, right? Yeah, and and they well, were the but, weather was supposed to be bad on Tuesday, but and it ended up being like a sunny, like seventy degree day. Just because of the it was crazy. Yeah, they hmm. a little early. Dang. And the, those but, but, Arkansas yeah, got, people, they are serious because over there where, like, we all stand over there on the, the first baseline, that's where they parked their satellite truck because they beamed that game back to Arkansas. And, and everybody in Arkansas had a really good view of, of them losing to us. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was, it, it, was, it was fantastic. So that, that was a good one, man. You guys as a – as a class, I mean, y'all have had some y'all have had some really good ones, and then you know, tack on tack on that last game y'all played in. That was that was pretty good too. Yeah, that game was a blast. Um, I, I I said this I said this the other week, uh, Kelby, that I knew that game I knew that game was over when I saw you were coming out for the for the ninth, and I turned and looked at my wife and I said, "Game over." <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you very much. (laughs) I did. I'm like, ah, that's it. He's not giving it. There's no way that they're getting this away from Kobe Bruce. Not happening. 
Well, I just, I really do think that that, I mean, just looking back on it, I think that literally everybody on our team did something to get that win. I mean, there's, I don't know how many pitchers we used. I don't know how many play, position players played, but it was just, you looked up and everybody did something. It was crazy. Yeah. So, you know, you guys, one, and I know there's, there's a lot of stuff up in the air, um, but one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is um, tell the people what some of your future plans are as far as, you know, what you've been studying and, and what you're looking forward to in your future and what, what careers you're looking at, um, you know, long-term. What, what kind of stuff are you, you guys interested in, um, in in that respect? Todd, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> so... I'm majoring in uh, psychology with a minor in biology. And uh, I've actually applied to a couple physical therapy schools. Um, with my injury I had my sophomore year, um, kind of getting back in the rehab process, stuff like that. Um, I really enjoyed like seeing how uh, my PT guy's name was Tyler, uh, the way he worked with people um, and getting them back to doing what they do. Um, I enjoyed that. So that's what I'm looking into after baseball so so something maybe like um you know ended up like with uh with an ortho carolina type um type organization or private practice maybe or yeah i mean either either or that would i think that would be great though awesome and and now now we're going to find out why why colby wanted you to go first (laughs) (laughs) no i I know todd's a very good student so i figured i'd let him go first but um yeah, I'm a sociology major, and uh, I mean, with all this going on, I'll be able to come back to school and then like enhance my studies even more. But you know, I just I love baseball. I want to play as long as I can and just see where I can go with it. But one day, like it's going to run out, and um, I know I love the game so much that I I, I want to stick with it. I know that, and I don't know like where that will take me, but I know I just want to be involved with baseball in any way possible. Okay, cool. So what, how about this? Let me, let me ask you this. What, what is, and I, because you guys are, um, you know, there, there are lots and lots of people that start off playing baseball as, as, as kids. And then there are fewer and fewer, every time you go up a level, there are fewer and fewer people, people playing. Now you guys have made it an awfully long way to be D1 division athletes. What, what do you know now about being a D1 baseball player that, that you had no idea coming in that, that high school you would have never even would have never imagined? What, what, what do you know now that you didn't know then? I would say from a pitcher's perspective, it's uh, in high school, your goal is to just light up a radar gun and try and throw it by people, not really necessarily focus on how to pitch but more so just like how to throw it like as good as possible. And you don't really focus on like pitch ability and just how to get people out instead of just throwing by people. So, I mean, that's one thing I learned when I came in as a freshman is like, I need to start figuring out how to locate and execute all speed pitches and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I would just say kind of being on your own, really. I mean, college is pretty independent. So managing your time, um, getting your work in every day as well as your school aspects and other things like that. So just the time commitment really. I had a question for you guys about uh, baseball. Um, 
Can you talk about some of your, your biggest influences in, in baseball that you've uh, looked up to um, and kind of influenced your, your baseball career to this point? Yeah, it'd probably for me, it'd probably be my older brother. I mean, he's the reason why I started playing baseball. It's like when your older brother does something, like you want to do it too. And if not, just do it even better than he did it. So, I mean, I, just, I really, without him, I don't think I would have started playing baseball and especially like taking it as serious as I did growing up if he wasn't doing it. So, and how yeah. much older, how much older is he? My brother's 26 years old. I'm, I'm sorry, Todd, I cut you off. Oh, you're good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way as him. I mean, um, both my brothers obviously played at the collegiate level and, um, my whole family's really into sports. So, uh, really grew up playing at a young age and, fell in love with it at a, at a, at a young age as well. And um, kind of like that, just trying to be even better than what my brothers have been. So, Now, Todd, did, did, your, uh, did your dad teach you how to throw? Uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely my mom. Oh. I got to say that because my, my dad played tennis. So um, <laughs> my mom, was uh, she played softball and basketball. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on a second. The the Elwood boys, all three of you, learned to throw from squad mom? I would say so, yes, sir. Kevin, is that breaking news? Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised about anything that, uh, that squad mom can do. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> but but that's just that's just rich. I mean, I feel like I feel like we broke a story here, Kevin. I don't know. I mean that's that's uh, <laughs> that's just great. Okay, well, how about this? Did did well? Did your dad played tennis? So did he teach you how to hit? Um, really, I'm not sure about that one either. Um, that that'd be ha- that'd have to be something I ask my parents, but uh, <laughs> I really don't remember. <laughs> Maybe you got your quickness from your dad. Tennis, yeah, I would. I would tennis requires a lot so. of quickness and agility, back and forth, right? That's right. Yes, sir. Oh, that's. That's awesome. That's great. I just, I, I can see Kevin's face right now. He's just grinning. And I'm just like, that's great. All right. So how about this? You got, does anybody have, and watch, everybody's going to go, I uh, know. Does anybody have a funny, uh, a funny road story? Uh, that yeah, that say, we can air. That we can air. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have one. Um, <laughs> it was actually our sophomore year as well at the, at the conference tournament, it was it was one of the early morning games. I think it was against UTSA the second time. We um, we all get on the bus and we're missing two players. <laughs> so so we took off the field and it was it was Wickham and Tate. I mean they they look back on it now and think it's funny, but at the time it wasn't. But they uh, they missed the bus, so they had they're to come. So mad. They had they're to come so and sit in the stands. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are. I'm sorry, but it's just it's just funny looking back on it now. Um, so they had to sit and watch that game in the stands. But I just it's funny now, but it definitely wasn't at the time. So who found them? So we we actually had to send Charlie back with the uh, the bus driver, and he went and knocked <laughs> on their door. They had just uh, they had overslept. So. <laughs> But I mean, y'all knew that with all the delays and everything we had, we oh, had man. so many early morning games that. Oh, that well, I mean, the, and we were in the uh, didn't, didn't we? I mean, we ended up playing some games that ended like two a.m. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and, and then we had to turn around and play at nine a.m. That's right. Uh, yeah, 
I, I, I can see that. I, I can see that. It was tough going to work the next day for me watching those games. To be honest, so yeah. So so just hey hey you know just so that 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 Tate and, and Jake understand we're we're laughing with you. <laughs> That's right. Not 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 at you. Uh, Colby, you got one. You got one that tops that, or that that might have been the one you were going to go to. No, the only thing I can think of on the road was last year when we were on the way to UAB, and uh, we got stuck at a, a Subway Pilot gas station for like eight hours. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it was nuts. Did I know the bus broke down? Yep. <sighs> didn't the, I mean? Well, didn't the, sure, didn't something sure the like catastrophic happen? Yeah, it's like the bus, like then the person that was coming to fix our bus or bring us a new bus, like that bus broke down. It was, it was insane. And it didn't have air conditioning either, right? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. Yeah, that's what you want to have, you know, just riding down through Alabama, you know, in the warm months with no AC. It was brutal. Mm. So... How about this one? I know you had a short, short time span here, but somebody, somebody, give us a Coach Woody story. I'm gonna go make another cup of. I'm gonna go make another. You're, cup you're of good. Coffee. You're good, Coach. Just stay right there. You're good. You're good. Are you on like uh, funny or? Yeah. Oh, if you got it. Anything. Oh yeah, anything. But if if you got funny, it would, yeah, we want that. Oh man, I will say my most memorable memorable thing is. Um, he already knows this too. I kind of put it in the group chat a couple of weeks ago, but his first time he threw BP to us, he actually <laughs> broke Josh Haney's back. Um, and that's when all the position guys, he doesn't know this, but we were all like talking. We were like, this guy's, this guy's serious. Like he's going to throw it to us. <laughs> and you broke Haney's back coach. It was a wood bat, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I guess I've kind of been conditioned to not groove it down the middle for my whole life. So I have a tough time doing it. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still trying my best in terms of BP throwing, but I, I kind of live on the edges and I, t- I tend to kind of get in on guys. Um, you know, I don't throw very hard, but you put me halfway between the mound and home plate. I guess I can kind of still get in there a little bit. So we, we did <laughs> see, we did see in the fall, we saw some, was it a video on Twitter of you uh, throwing live up from the mound? Yeah, I got up there. I think I touched an 82. Um, I think I struck I think I think I struck out Jacob Whitley on a 3-2 <laughs> on a 3-2 pitch. Doesn't only punch out. Um, but I, I I don't recall ever being more sore than after throwing three innings of that inner squad scrimmage. I think I sat in my office chair for two hours and couldn't move afterwards. Uh, it, it doesn't get any better, coach. Uh, it, it only gets worse from here. I know it was fine though. Oh, this this is not anywhere near that. But not not too long ago, um, uh, some of my nephews got a trampoline in their backyard, and they convinced me to get on it with them. Okay, and I'm like, oh yeah, we had one of these when I was a kid. I can you know, and I get on that thing. I just don't recall it hurting. <laughs> when when you, when you go up in the air and you land on your back, you know, on a trampoline, I don't remember yep. that being like, ow. But but it is now. I'll let you know, Coach. I mean, it's huh. yeah. I, I wasn't expecting that to to be like what in the world, but it was. So, yep. Yeah, You're right. It only gets harder. It only gets harder. Right. I'm curious. Uh, I'm I'm curious what Colby's story is. Uh oh. 
Uh, I, I'd probably say my story would be the day where we were supposed to run. Looks like this is your, our first year with uh, Coach Woodard. So he made us run. Every time we would do something well, he would add or subtract miles from us because we had the uh, ball scrimmage. So we would end. I can't remember what it was. I think it was four and nine. Yeah, four and nine miles. Yeah. You either had and all throughout the rest of the fall season, you would add or subtract miles to it. And I remember showing up to the field on the day we had to run our miles. And there were some dudes that were supposed to run like 15 miles, I think. And I just remember showing up the field today. I was like, Coach Woodard's insane. He's about to make somebody run that, that much. Now how many, and how many do guys have to run? One or two at the most. Nothing yep. crazy. <laughs> yep, one or two miles on that campus is brutal. I mean, that's a lot of hills yeah. on that campus. No, it was a really fun, cool idea. Yeah, you guys keep, uh, keep it competitive. That's right, yep. Coach. Hey, you, you guys have been through. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. So you guys have been through quite a bit over your four years here. Um, you got conference tournaments. You got a, a coaching change, um, and then this whole season got cut short. Um, and the past what two or three weeks, you guys go through um, kind of what you've been what you went through the past couple of weeks to talk about kind of the feelings you had uh, when came back from the airport to Monday, when we found out that seniors were granted uh, another year. Todd. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, of course, when we found out we weren't going to UTSA, um, that was a real bummer, but that was also when it really like it sunk in about everything that's been going on. It was kind of like, wow, this is, this is really happening. Um, cause we had heard about possibly like them canceling the season and stuff like that, but we never really thought it was going to happen. And then when they canceled that flight, um, kind of coming back home, I know a lot of guys were just thinking like NC state could have been our last game, which, um, we were glad at least that it, it did end on a good note, but, um, it was very scary to think that we might never play again. You, you, you want, <laughs> Colby? So you you want to you want to add anything on top of that, Colby? Yeah, I'll just add. Uh, I mean, well, it just all like basically it all happened so fast, and that's what was the craziest part about it is. I mean, we played the ECU series, and then that Monday, I feel like the rumors that Monday following that series is when the rumors started surfacing about uh, the season possibly being um, canceled or postponed, and uh, when we we're on the way to Tuesday's game against NC stays when people started talking, like really talking about how like they've been hearing all these rumors and stuff. And then we went out and won and won on a good note. And, um, I think it just all happened so fast, which is what was the craziest part. Yeah, and then, then you hit a pause button and, and Monday we find out for certain that, um, the seniors are granted, uh, uh another year. How, how did you guys feel about that? Or, can you go through yeah, that? Yeah, that was one of the most relieving things ever. That was awesome. Yeah, I think they, I think they made the right decision there. Um, I had heard a lot. I'd seen a lot on Twitter. That's where I've been checking. Really, um, they were saying possibly postponing that decision. So I'm glad they didn't do that and they went ahead and um, made the decision, which I do think they got that right. So that was uh, that was very relieving. Yeah, this this has been a good a good time. Of course, any time's a, a good time to have a guy like um, Kendall Rogers at D1 Baseball 
on on notify on Twitter because he's he's usually on, on top of all this stuff. But um, you know, he does he does a good and others, um, but Kendall does a really good job of of getting information like that out, and he has enough sources that when he says something, you know, you can kind of. Um, you know that, that that he doesn't he doesn't deal in rumors. I guess is what I'm saying. So I, I was I, I think with with Diamond Niner fans, our Twitter account, we we had him on notify and we're um, checking on Monday afternoon. We were looking at looking at the phone every you know every little bit. You know, like well, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Um, so it's I I can only imagine it on on the other side of it. You know, because we're just we're dealing with it from our perspective, but you guys have this totally different perspective about it, and you know, it just. Um, you know, but but still, like you said, Todd, we're, we're trying to we're kind of trying to place all of this. I mean, we're still talking baseball here. We're, we're trying to t- you know put all of this in the perspective of of what's going on you know in people's lives you know all across the world with with what people are dealing with with the virus. And it's just these are really surreal times, you know, just really surreal. So. Why don't we, uh, you know, I think these guys have been really generous with, uh, with us, Kevin. Do we, you, you have a, you, you got a, a parting shot question for him? Yeah, I just don't want to open up the floor to these guys. Uh, talk to the Niner Nation. Uh, anything you got to say to Niner Nation? Uh, um, the floor is open to you guys. Uh, for me, I'll just end it on. Um, I mean, this, this is probably my favorite season out of all of them. I mean, the off season wasn't like incredible this year. We did so much stuff I'd never done before. We've never done a fall world series before. And I, that was probably one of the, probably my favorite moment of this year. And it wasn't even like the real season. It was just so much fun, very competitive. And then going into the season, I thought we had some big wins, some tough losses, but I think we were about to turn it around and get real hot real quick. And I just thought it was, it ended too soon. And I think I don't want to speak for Todd, but I know for myself, like I'm very fired up for, uh, next season and to uh, see what's to come. I agree. I think we're ready to ready to roll in the conference play. And, uh, hey, we didn't get to see it, but uh, I, I know you guys are going to uh, surprise some folks this year. But Todd, you want to go ahead? Yeah, um, kind of off of what he said, this really has been probably my best year here. Um, just a lot of changes that we made. Um, Coach Woodard and the rest of the coaches, they made a lot of things fun. Um all the competitions that we had, even off the field, stuff like that. So um, it was different, but uh, it was definitely really fun to get used to. And um, I agree with Colby. I think uh, I think we were really turning this year around. Um, the win off of uh, NC State was kind of a momentum change. And uh, I was really looking forward to see what we were going to do the rest of the year uh, going into the conference. But um, I just appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, staying in touch with us, stuff like that. Uh, the coaches have been great with communication and stuff like that. So I just uh, appreciate everything that you guys have been doing and all the coaches. No, that's awesome. We appreciate both you guys making time for us tonight. And, um, you know, more than anything, guys, just, um, you know, thanks thanks for wearing the jersey. You know, it's it's um, when you guys, uh, when, when all of our athletes, no matter what sport they're playing, when they, you know, when they step in between the lines and they put that that uniform on, you know, they represent all of us. Um, and, and you two guys have, have been um, two of the best at, at representing um, what what our university is about and, and what our program is about. So we just we just want to say thank you. Thank you. Very Absolutely. Much. Special place. Love it.
All right, guys. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna let you go, um, and we appreciate all the time you gave us. Um, and um, Real quick, we're Dave, looking. Uh, uh, sorry, Kevin. Oh, I don't want to step on you. Kobe said. Kobe said. Uh, you said that Colby and Chase Gooding wanted to, to take over the show at some point. Is that is that true, Colby? Oh, that's right. Uh, I personally don't recall. <laughs> but now that I'm here, this is pretty cool. Was that all Gooding? Was that all Gooding's doing? It may have been. Well, well I, he's probably still available. He would probably still come back, right? Yeah, you never know. Yeah, Nick's, try, Nick's trying to get rid of me. <laughs> I'm looking for my replacement. What are you talking about? You're going to stay, and then Colby's going to take my spot, and it's all going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate you guys coming on with us. We we, we appreciate it a lot. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. All right, Coach. If you'll hang with us here, we'll we'll uh, yep. chat for a few more minutes. Um, everybody, stay with us here. We're gonna let uh, we're gonna let Todd and uh, and Colby go. Heck, they've been working, man, working out, and Todd working on a farm, man. He's yep. <laughs> That, Blue that's, collar. That's yeah, serious, that's, man. When he was talking about all that stuff he was doing, I mean, that's like that's like real work and stuff. Yeah, you don't need a squat rack. <laughs> no. Yeah, he it ain't it ain't gonna take him too long to get back in in the swing of things once we get back to normal. He's he's a worker. Oh my goodness! I mean, and and just come on man just listen to those guys and 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 reflect on their time as niners and and the the um the passion and the energy they have for for the program and for the university you know how listening to that how can you not be excited about about this program you know yeah i mean that's i'm just sitting here i mean that's i really have two thoughts really kind of and somewhat wrapping things up but the first thing is just yeah you listen to those two guys and you know, they're telling their stories of the journey of the recruiting process and the big games they've gotten to play in and just what this team and program means to them. I mean, I think the fan base is getting a really good look at why our coaching staff feels as strongly as we do about the decision that was made on Monday to give these guys another shot to come back in 2021. Um, and because you know, and our administration once the decision was made to support them. And we just want to, you know, the whole Charlotte athletic program and our, our coaching staff, we just want to fight for these guys because you hear them speak and you hear about their passion and what this program means to them. You just want, you you know, you want to help them as much as you possibly can because um, they bleed minor green. And um, so now that we have the opportunity to hopefully have, a lot of these guys, if not all of them back for 2021. And then you think about the, you know, the returning, the other returning players and the, all the new coming players coming in with that leadership in the mix. It's, it's hard not to get excited. And, and that's for me, you know, when I'm going on these bike rides, we talked about at the beginning and I'm coach Bicknell and I are, we're talking and coaching staff's talking and we're just thinking it's like, yeah, it's hard to not, forget that there's there's some major major things going on in the world right now that we're all you know we, we've never been through and um things bigger than baseball and and you know you know lives at stake and you know there there's so many people in healthcare and doctors and nurses that are working around the clock to to help us get through this um you know so the the one of the things that you know, stays with me. I know our coaching staff is just, you know, guys like Colby Bruce and Todd Elwood and 
the thought of having them back, but, um, you know, we've just all, we all got to keep working together and make it, making the best of the situation at hand. And I think we are, we're all doing that. And I know that our players are staying positive. We had a group chat with them today. Uh, we had a zoom meeting with the entire team and support staff today. And, um, everybody's up positive and upbeat. So, you know, when we get through this, I think, I think 49er baseball is going to be in really, really good shape. Yeah. Kevin is, is it 2021 yet? <laughs> no, I mean, I just want to see some baseball, man. I just want to see some baseball. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to, can't wait for that first fall uh, practice to, to, to happen and maybe some summer ball. Maybe we'll get to see some summer ball. I don't know what's going on with that, but um, now you got seniors that, might be playing summer ball and that weren't expected to play summer ball. Yeah, uh, so. there's so much up in the air. This this is just all of it. Not not anything to do do with our program, but just just everything in society is it seems to be on a week to week evaluation. You know, I mean, you just never know from one week to the next what they're talking about and the, the different cancellations. I think what's the last big thing I think I saw? Did did they cancel Wimbledon and and that's in that like at the end of June? Something like that. I mean, so the, the cancellations are just just going out and out. So who, who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's just hard. To, so hard to say. But I think what we can take from this show, uh, th- this episode anyway, Coach, is that that one we we have some we have some really really good guys wearing our uniform. Awesome guys, and yeah, that's we sure do. You know, we we can't say that enough, and can't can't bring that to people enough because Kevin, I make I make this mistake, and and I. Certainly, I still make this mistake, but and it's easy to do when you get into following a team and the the especially in college sports. You know, you just start to see you just start to see players on a field or on a court or what have you. And sometimes it's easy to forget, you know, that these are you know these are these are these are not only. I mean, obviously they're people, but they're young people, you know, and they're dealing with a lot of different things and a lot of different sets of circumstances. Um, And it's always I think it's always good to have a minute to remind ourselves, you know, about the people, you know, behind the uniform. Yeah, we have some tremendous kids and tremendous families. And, you know, it's not lost on our coaching staff and our administration that, you know, this is this is affected this has affected our, I mean, not only of our, our seniors, right. But it's affected all of our players and all of our recruits, families. And, um, we're well aware of that. So just to all of our, our, just to all of our players, families that are, that are listening or, or will be listening to this, you know, when it goes on the podcast, you know, just, you know, we're all, we're all thinking of everyone and we, we know we have players whose families are in healthcare that are, you know, that are, that are working extremely hard to, you know, in hospitals to, to help us get through this. And, um, you know, just any way that our coaching staff can help, you know, um, this program and their sons get to the best case scenario. It's, you know, we want to do it. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, f- from everybody here, you know, just to, to the, the, the folks that are out there, um, you know, on the front lines of all this, which which who knew, you know, just think about this morning, you know, going to the we had to go to the store. Who, who knew that, that grocery store workers were were, you know, I, I worked when I was a teenager, I worked in, in, a, in a grocery store. Who knew that grocery store workers were going to be considered f- like part of the front line? At, at some point, but you know, here we are. Um, I mean, those are people that are, are 
literally risking risking their um, their health to to keep all of this going and keep us doing, you know, what we, you know, keep our society running, you know? Um, and, yeah. and obviously, like you said, the, the medical professionals and all the people that are doing everything there, but it's just, you know, it, it, we, we, we definitely want to send all our best, best thoughts and good wishes out to those folks. And, you know, it's, we'll all get through this together, you know? Yeah. Crazy. Yep, that's, all, that's all we can do. That's all we can do is just can every day, every day, just try to make the bet, whatever the best case scenario for today is. Let's, let's all try to get there. All right, guys, we're going to we're going to start wrapping this one up here. Uh, hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, so some news about senior relief and, and extra years granted based on uh, everything that happened with the spring season. Um, thank you to Todd and Colby for joining us. Thanks for coach for being here as always. Reach out to us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Um, find this podcast wherever you find your podcast. We'll get it put up for you. So uh, make sure to subscribe to our feed so that you get notifications of whenever we post new content. All right. So right here for Kevin and Coach Woody and Producer Brad, this has been Nick and We'll talk to you guys next week. Go Niners. <laughs>